Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell, tell your, your story. So if somebody was going to start GMing for their first time, what would you recommend for them? Yeah, so um, I would recommend actually starting off with some pre-made one-off adventures if you can find them. And the reason I would recommend that is because hopefully they're more balanced than anything you can come up with. Um Hopefully they're, you know, they have a good storyline, at least a, a, you know, a hook and a, a beginning, a middle and an end to the story that maybe has some long-term consequences. Even if it doesn't, at least it would have some ability for you to know who the NPCs are, some background on them, some stats on the big bad, some other stats for monsters. So basically it allows you to have the book, the pre-made do the heavy lifting with the story while you have time to learn how to play the game as the DM and then learn, okay, so this was not good for my characters here, but this was good here. So it allows the story to do the heavy lifting in terms of you don't have to create it so you can just learn the rules. And once you have the rules down, you might be comfortable to dip your waters into creating some of your own stuff. Right. I mean, because the concept with the pre-made is hopefully... Somebody who's run, you know, been DMing for, you know, years, hopefully, um, has been, you know, crafted their skill enough to realize, okay, if I have four people coming in with average, you know, challenge rating from each one of them, then we should be able to throw these number of monsters that might diminish them by, let's say, 20% of their resources if they keep going. So next room has this many monsters that'll take them down by another 10% and you keep going the concept here is that, uh, you know, you don't want to just every room is, you know, 180% of the resources, meaning you're killing somebody off every single time. It's kind of a slow burn, right? I mean, if you think about it in terms of like a video game, video games are balanced, hopefully, uh, so that, you know, you, I'll just remember my first video game, first RPG was Dragon Warrior, the first one on the Nintendo. And you start out in a little town and there's little slimes that have like four hit points and you go out and you you have a really hard fought battle against a slime. You finally kill it. It takes like three hits. You go back into town. You rest up. You go back out. You keep doing it again. Eventually, within like minutes, you're able to buy your first, you know, steel sword as opposed to a wood sword. You go back out. You crank through it a little bit more. Now you get a steel shield. Now you don't have to go back in every single time the slime hits you twice. Now you can stay out there a little bit longer. And that's kind of the concept, right, is... Your characters are at a certain level, level 1, level 10, level 80, probably not level 80, but they're at a certain level of experience, a certain level of power. And so you're not necessarily going to be throwing anything of a huge challenge rating against them to kill them. And when a newbie GM starts to play, sometimes they don't understand the concept of a challenge rating. So by playing a pre-made, the idea is that hopefully that pre-made understands the concept of a challenge rating and they can start doing challenge ratings against them that make more sense. And if you don't know what a challenge rating is, challenge rating in a monster manual for a D&D book is kind of the rule of thumb is four average characters going against a monster will have a challenge rating equal to their level. So if it was a challenge rating of, let's say, four, you would expect four level four players playing different things, you know, a cleric, a wizard, a fighter, and a rogue, let's say. Mm-hmm. Those are the kind of the standards. That those those four those four people would be able to 
easily take on, not easily, easily, but be able to take on that challenge rating four without anyone dying and without anybody, you know, being totally incapacitated. Ideally, it's going to take a lot of the resources, maybe 50% of the resources to take on the same challenge rating as them. And then if you go a little bit harder, you could do a level five, you know, challenge rating five against them. If the dice don't go their way all the time, then it might, you know, really severely incapacitate one of the characters, meaning after you're done, you're going to have to heal up for a while, expend a lot of spells to bring them back to life. Not like they're dead, but like bring Mm -hmm. them back to full. And the whole concept of challenge rating is exactly that same thing I was talking about in Dragon Warrior. So you go out, you fight a slime, he hits you twice, you can't go take another hit, you go back to town. So challenge rating four should be able to basically knock your party down by maybe 50% of their resources. Challenge rating five should do something like 75%. Challenge rating six, so two levels above where they're at, might be enough um, where one of the players could, if they start fumbling, be in trouble. It's normally a potential death sentence for For one one. of your character. But if you go to a seven, now you're three levels above, it should kill half the party. Yep. If you're doing a level eight, now you're at double. It should destroy, it should kill all the party, right? They, and in certain degrees, like a, a challenge rating eight, they may not even be able to physically even hit this thing, um, because they don't have enough weapons that can get past damage reduction or certain special abilities, or it could just be that the thing's AC is just so high that unless they're rolling to 20, they're really not hitting it at all. And it's when you walk into those scenarios that it's, you can kind of feel the unfairness of the game. So not understanding challenge rating leads to really two things. And newbie GMs have this problem, which is why pre-mades are good, because it hopefully will fix that issue of either throwing, you know, way too little, which is normally the case, or then they swing that pendulum really fast. And the next room has something three or four challenge ratings higher than it should be. And now you're looking at a potential total party kill or half party kill, which can ruin a lot of fun if you just spent six hours or whatever trying to figure out enough of the game rules together to roll up your characters in the in the rule setting. Mm-hmm. So that's why I recommend a pre-made to begin with, even a one-off, even if it's just to, um, you know, and, and how you would choose those is simply the same way. So if somebody says this is a, uh, this is good for characters between three and six, cool and your party's a level four then follow the rules for three chances are he might or she might have a thing in there of you know if if you're playing at this level increase the amount of bandits from three to four in this room increase this trap from a you know a disabled device of you know 15 to an 18 there are little small things that you can do and we're going to start covering how you can as a gm tweak and modify your game on the fly to make it a little bit more challenging or less challenging if you if it's too challenging so that you're not totally just killing everybody. It it should be this thing where everybody at the end of your session or that fight should go, that was fun. A little bit taxing on their resources. Wizard should be down spells. Fighter should be down HP, whether they right. use another spell to heal that or not. But the fighter should be at least getting hit a good chunk of the time for like... I would say, depending on your level, about 10 to 20% of the HP, enough that a healing potion or something that would be able to recover some of that. Yeah. But you're wanting to whittle down so that they go, okay, we're starting to get towards later in, but we need to stop it or we're going to die. Yeah, what you don't rest. want. What you don't want is um, your players walk through the entire dungeon without resting. The wizards never cast a spell because the fighters just can swing his sword and be fine. 
and he's taken no hit point damage because nothing was big enough to do any damage. And so they just walk into the big bad's room and don't care because they've, mm-hmm. they're full up, even though they've gone through mm-hmm. seven levels of a dungeon, you know, somehow. But at the same time, you don't want it. Oh, hey. Open we, room, die. We open up this room <laughs> and... The wizard and the clerics out all our spells, and the fighters down eight, 50, 50 to sixty percent of his HP. So it's this thing of we do we do a room rest, we do a room rest. Right, that's even too much. You'd want to do a room and a room and a room, and it's like okay, we're gonna call it, or six rooms, and we're gonna call uh-huh. it. Um, or you know, and you can make a if you know that they're running low, and you don't want to kill them off, you can make a mention of hey, everybody, give me an intelligence roll or something like that. And when they do it, you you can say. You guys think, given where you're at, you might be close to uh, some sort of, you know, bigger level monster coming up, at which point they can go, oh, we should we should probably get out of here, go rest up, and then there's, come back fresh. And, and so in the dust layers, there's a lot more footprints going this way. Yeah, exactly. Something along those lines. So anyway, we'll leave you here for now. And tomorrow we will pick up trying to uh, basically help newbie GMs pick up uh, where they should start a game. So talk to you later. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to SkullRPG.com.